1: With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com.
0: Nick, uh, I want to ask you about the Steelers-Falcons game because uh, the Steelers were impressive against the Colts. Um, You know, they got major stops. They made Matt Ryan look like, you know, he was a guy that was – uh, not a future Hall of Famer, which he is, despite what's happened this year, you know, in his tenure as a quarterback. Don't shake your hand like that. He's got the numbers of the top, top 10 quarterback. All the numbers everybody's in except Drew Brees. He's going in. So will Matt Ryan. Put my when, guy
2: Eli Manning in first, and then we can get Matt Ryan. Well, he'll and get Eli's in because he's go in he's
0: got Super Bowl wins. That's not debatable. I, I want to talk about what you think about the Steelers and Falcons coming up this weekend. The Falcons are coming off a heartbreak, but they're still in this. They're only a half game out. Behind the bucks, as crazy as it is, whether you buy them or not, what do you think about this particular game
2: and the spread? So this is a, uh, a content trope here that has no impact on who's going to, like, cover the spread in the game, but, like, I do like the side, so I'll do it here. Which team has the better head coach in the game, the Steelers or the Falcons? Steelers. Pittsburgh. Which team has the better quarterback in the game, the Steelers or the Falcons? Steelers. Which team has the better defense in the game, the Steelers or the Falcons? Steelers. Great. Steelers are going to win. Done. Uh, now like a betting conversation here. Um, Falcons open to one point favorite. I disagree strongly with that. Pittsburgh is now favorite in the game. It's basically the same flip that we've seen with Detroit and Jacksonville. It's not a major flip, but it's just like Pittsburgh's better even on the road. Pittsburgh's better. Pittsburgh, you can't overstate how big of an impact TJ Watt makes when he's in the lineup. And I actually think like if you, I would say it's like Watt, Aaron Donald and Parsons would be the three guys that impact their defense, if they're not playing, that impact their defense the most. Where we saw this, what the Steelers' defense was in week one against the Bengals, when Watt like wrecked that game and Baruch threw all those picks. Watt gets hurt. The Steelers' defense becomes like a bottom seven or bottom whatever defense in the league, and now they're back to being like a top seven defense or whatever with T.J. Watt. He makes that big of a difference here. I give the Falcons a ton of credit. They were, like, in competing games they shouldn't compete in. I think that speaks to coaching, and I like what they're building here, what Arthur Smith and company are building in Atlanta. It ain't happening this year. Pitts isn't there anymore, not that they were even throwing him the football anyway. The Steelers are just better. They're just better, and I think they're going to win. I like the Steelers on Sunday in Atlanta against the Falcons.
0: Yeah, and your points are valid about the Steelers. What's crazy is it's a down year for Mike Tomlin. (laughs) That's how how good – that's how. Carl. He, yeah, but that's how good he's been, Baldy. Right? I mean, we take for granted how damn good this guy's been for how long he's been in Pittsburgh, Hall of Famer. And then this is now a down year where he's transitioning a rookie quarterback into the mix. It's crazy. It is. Um, so got
1: go ahead. I'm, let me just pick up on something Nick said about TJ, um, because on the opposite side is Alex Highsmith, who's got ten sacks, four forced fumbles. Yeah. Cam Hayward is just an anomaly monster. He just, he destroyed in the game. And then you add Larry Ogunjobi. I'll put that four against anybody's in the league. Anybody's the jets, the 49ers. Give me a, give me the Dallas. I'll put that four against anybody. So if you said, okay, what's the best position group in this game, Pittsburgh's defensive line. Mm. So they can affect the game. Now, Atlanta has run the ball real well, and Pittsburgh has been susceptible to the run, um, in part because their linebackers are always out of position. Um, but this this is a game where the Steelers' defensive line and look TJ and Cam they're paid to go do this, all right. So, but the other thing that's exciting is I like Kenny Pickett. Me too. I just like him. The second half of that game against Colts he was lights out good, and this combination of him and Pickens, Pickens coming back to Georgia. Like, this kid blocks. He gets excited when they run. Like, I I think Pittsburgh could make a late-season run. If you look at them now, they lost to Cincinnati by seven, but they scored 30. So, like, I think this team, they're starting to run the ball better. They ran it really good the other night. And with a combination of guys once Najee went down, like, they're not great up front. It's a, it's a weakness. They need a left tackle. They need pieces. But I think Pittsburgh is in a position to make a run. And I think it's going to continue this week in Atlanta.
2: And I love me some Kenny Pickett. He reminds me, and this is just like me as like a fan. He reminds me of a young Eli Manning. And I mean that in the most like complimentary way possible. I'm a Giants fan.
0: Yeah. Listen, Eli was great in the big moments, right? That's what it was really about for Eli Manning. Hey guys, it's in the huddle. Subscribe, like us. Nick is here hanging out, talking, gambling with us and betting on these games this upcoming weekend, which we absolutely love. I don't think Aaron Rodgers should play. I think you got to find out what Jordan Love is. But I don't know what they're going to do there. But the Packers still have games in front of them, even though I think they're completely out of this, just from a betting standpoint. I don't know if it's Rodgers. He says he's going to go. Okay, if he doesn't and it's Jordan Love, how much does that change your opinion on this game with the Packers, Nick?
2: So a a massive amount. But I think it's kind of like what we're looking at right now is on the opposite side here with Chicago. Matt LaFleur basically telling you Aaron Rodgers is going to play in the game. The Packers get bet a little bit off of that. So we can have a conversation as to, like, should he play? And I think that's a fair conversation. I thought Love looked... Awesome coming into now, obviously they're down by 14 and it's not like starting the game, but I thought love looked really good against the Eagles when he came in on Sunday night. So let's operate under the assumption and the betting market's telling you Aaron Rodgers is going to play in the game. So green Bay is a four and a half point favorite. This is what we like to call an in-between number, basically where this is basically in between is Justin Fields going to play and is a backup going to play for the Chicago bears slanted more towards Justin Fields not playing. So the bears signed Tim Boyle right off like the lions practice squad. I think, So the question is now, as a better that you have to ask yourself is, okay, generally when a player gets elevated off the practice squad at a position, it it spells a bad thing for a player at that position who's dealing with an injury. This is how betters think on game day, right? A running back gets activated off the practice squad, the the, the starter who's questionable is probably not going to play. Like that's probably what it means, right? Now, the issue here is that the Bears' top two quarterbacks are both dealing with injuries, Fields and Trevor Simeon. So who is Boyle a hedge against? Is it a hedge against Fields or is it a hedge against Simeon? So as a better, these are kind of the questions you ask yourself and you're dealing in probability. What I think the probability is, is that Justin Fields is not going to play on Sunday. He practiced in a limited fashion on Wednesday. He was also practicing in a limited fashion last week. Also his arms like hanging out of its socket. It would be the height of insanity to play Justin Fields in this game. So my opinion is if Justin, I don't think Fields is going to play. And if he doesn't play, the point spread of this game has to be at least six for Green Bay. This Bears defense is brutal. They're down a couple of these like exciting young players in the secondary that we really like. I think Rodgers will slice and dice them. He loves going into Chicago and shoving it in the Bears' face. We know that. So if it's Rodgers, which it is, and if it's not Fields, which I expect, this point spread is short. Green Bay needs to be a bigger favorite, but this is where the injury report on Thursday and then tomorrow on Friday will tell us a lot more what we need to know about this game with Green Bay and Chicago.
1: I, I couldn't agree with you more, Nick, on, on all of this. Uh, I could go on and on. I mean, Green Bay's defense. I've never seen a team get run on for 363 yards mm. in this league. I haven't seen it. Like, this isn't Alabama against, you know, um, I don't know, pick a school, uh, Georgia Southern, right. right? That doesn't happen in the NFL. And
2: they have all these first-round picks, too. It's not like they're a bunch of, like, scrubs out there, right, undrafted free. These are, like, first-round picks.
1: They're just – they've just gone so far backwards on that side of the ball. Like I don't know that they can recover from that. Now the Bears have lost Khalil Herbert and Justin Fields. And like if, if those guys were in the lineup, I, w- I would take the Bears in this game easily. But sure. they're not. And but you asked the first question, Carl, about Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love. And I just feel like if I was an organization, I'm ready to move on. Yeah. I'm ready to move on. Like I know Aaron is Aaron, and they're gonna make they're gonna put Aaron in there as long as he's healthy right now and as long as they're not eliminated. I understand that that's kind of like the respect due to a hall of fame quarterback, but you got, this is the third year for Jordan love. Like they've got to know, can he be that guy? Can he be that guy that sat for three years and be, because the Packers from star to far to Rogers, they've got a legacy, like no other team. You just know deep down, like Matt LaFleur kind of wants, but I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, yeah. no. He wants to see what's, what, what's the new new. He wants yeah. to see if the kid can get it done. Yeah. Nick, one
0: last thing for you before you get out of here. I know you got to go. Guys, check out You Better, You Bet. Follow Nick. You see it there at the K-O-S-T-O-S. You can follow him across social media and get all of this great content, guys. And, Nick, we always appreciate you coming on. I got to ask you about a game that I'm looking forward to, and that is the Cincinnati Bengals, Kansas City Chiefs. I think it's the marquee game this week when you talk about what could potentially, you know, what, what this means moving forward? And last week we saw no chase, no mixing. It didn't matter. Joe Burrow is just Big D. Joe Burrow, and he shows it every week. But can he do it again? Because I think they are a two-point dog in this game.
2: Well, if he, sh- I think if he's showing that every week, that he's probably going to be in jail. So hopefully, that's not going to be the case for Joe Burrow. <laughs> but this game on, so this is this is like a simple betting conversation here, guys, with what the point spread is. So the game opens Kansas City as a three-point road favorite at Cincinnati. Kansas City absolutely should be favored in the game. I do not think they should be a three-point favorite in the game. I took Cincinnati plus three. The Mm. number is now two and a half. I would never bet the game now. Now, I've talked to people on the show this week that think Kansas City absolutely should be a three-point favorite. And now that the number is two and a half, they would look to lay it with Kansas City. For me, it's as easy as this. It is a number conversation. I don't even, the on-field handicap is whatever in this game for me. Like we can talk about how the Bengals are going to alley the ball to Chase and Higgins and look to beat the Chiefs' coverage the way they play like the third and 17 on uh, on Sunday with Justin Herbert to Keenan Allen, right? That almost cost the Chiefs the game. That long pass, the, the Chargers Chiefs um, on Sunday Night Football. For me, this is going to be Bengals plus three, the number's not there anymore. If it never comes back, I'm not going to advocate anything in this game. I just think the Chiefs should be less than a three-point favorite. I can keep it, honestly, as simple as that. And, And the great Jamar Chase returns, and we know what he did in week 17 last year against Kansas City. And then, of course, in the AFC Championship game against the Kansas City Chiefs. So Bengals plus three is my bet. That number no longer exists. I don't think it will again. Shameless self-promotion. Listen to my show on Mondays. Because I bet a lot on Sunday night. We're trying to beat the, the market here. Yes, on, yeah. Before the numbers move. So Bengals plus three is my bet. Maybe I lose, but there you have it.
0: All right. Would you buy the point? Would you buy the half point?
2: Nah, at this point. Well, I mean, it really it depends on kind of like who you are as a better. Like if you're like trying to bet seriously and trying to win, it also depends on how much you're betting. So if you're out there listening and you're the kind of guy who wants to like bet 20 bucks on the game or 50 bucks on the game and just like watch it and enjoy, which is totally fine, then yeah, you could get away with buying the half point. Just like know that when you do that, like the sports books are gouging you, are like bending you over in that instance. Like it is not <laughs> a great thing generally to do. But if you're the type of guy, you're just like, whatever. It's yeah. like you pay 20 bucks to go see a movie and you're entertained for two hours. And at the end, you don't get your money back. So if you just want to watch for entertainment and you want to buy a half point and pay more and get gouged, go for it. But just know that when you're doing that, like it is not like the best financial thing that you can do. That would be my advice.
0: You better. You bet. Check him out. Nick Koskos. Thank you so much. We appreciate you, bro. Uh, coming appreciate on you, Nick. every week. Stuff, every, we're, we're doing this more and more guys as we get closer to the end of the season. And Nick, we love your input. Love your uh, suggestions.
2: And at some point, if you guys want, now every week on You Better You Bet leading up to the end of the season, we do our playoff simulation. So basically, like, what would the matchups be if the season ended today? And then we, like, we create our point spreads for those games as a way to get ahead of betting the playoffs. Now, obviously a lot can change. Teams can drop out, come in, injuries can happen right now. But, like, and I mentioned earlier, just food for thought. It is extremely likely to be Dallas and Tampa in that first-round matchup in Tampa if that's the case, Dallas is going to be a three point road favorite in Tampa yeah. and betters are going to have the option of taking three points at home with Tom Brady.
1: So to the, let me that. just throw this one thing out at you, Nick, sure. real quick here, Carl. Yeah. Like the, the NFC is a mess. Okay. It it is. It's a mess. Arizona's four and eight, Atlanta's five and seven, Carolina, four and eight, Detroit, four and seven, Green Bay, four and eight, New Orleans, four and eight, the Bucks five and six, like it's a mess. But what of those teams is going to come out of it? Now it might be Tampa, maybe it's Detroit, like, somebody's going to come out of it and make a play. Because we saw the Raiders do it last year, win their last four, get in the playoffs, give Cincinnati all they can handle sure. in the playoff game. Like that's what I'm kind of looking at, Nick, down the stretch here, is these teams that look terrible, got bad records, but who could put it together and just cobble wins together and stack them and get to the playoffs? Because one of these teams is going to come out of it at the NFC and
2: they're going to join the playoff picture. No
0: doubt. Nick, I know you got to run, man. Thank you again. We look
2: forward to our next visit, brother. Thanks so much. Wishing you guys and all your great listeners. Minimal Sweats, winning bets. The absolute very best of luck. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting To your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price
0: line. You better, you bet. All right, Baldy, we got to talk about some other things here, real quick, because I want to get your thoughts on Deshaun Watson returning. It's. Uh, In the huddle, guys, subscribe. This is uh, an episode we put out every Tuesday, Thursday. Jason Lock on forward joins us as well. And again, we appreciate all the feedback. Everybody's giving us a shot to, you know, uh, to be in their lives and giving us a few minutes of their day. And we certainly appreciate all the feedback from you guys. Deshaun Watson's back. Is it the best decision for the Browns to start him against the Houston Texans? Uh, I saw a report where, you know, Tony Busby, he's the attorney for the plaintiffs, the women who filed the, the civil cases against Deshaun Watson. I think 10 of these women are going to be at this game trying to make a statement. There are a lot of things around the game that are going on. Is this the best circumstance to, for him to make his
1: return? Well, that's going to happen no matter when he makes his debut, Carl. There's going to okay. be protests. You got to get through it. I remember when Mike Vick got signed in Philadelphia after his, you know, what what his dalliance. You know the dog fighting, like they—they they have you have to get through it. So, but my question is, like Jacoby Brissett isn't the reason why the Browns are where they're at. True, like they played a great game last week against Tampa, and Jacoby Brissett has been really good. He's been really solid, way better than I thought he would be. So, my question is, who expects Deshaun Watson after not playing for basically two years to go out and have the timing? And all the stuff that – see the field and all the things you got to do, like I just think it's going to be a hard transition. Like I know you you paid him to be the starter and you went through all of this to do it. So you got to play him. But I'd be surprised if he plays better than what we have basically seen Jacoby do week in, week out, which has been lead, like make good plays, um, you know, find the open receiver. Like they've got a lot of other issues on that team that have prevented them from getting in any kind of a role – and the last guy that I'd say is responsible for the record they have right now is Jacoby. But yeah. if, but I understand, like, all right, this is the moment. We planned for it. But I just think it's going to be tough to expect Deshaun to go out there and play at a high level.
0: Titans-Eagles, uh, we didn't talk about this game with Nick, but I want to get your thoughts on it because the Eagles are 10-1. and Jalen Hurts continues to impress. We've talked about that Titans front. But they kind of got exposed last week with Joe Burrow, and I don't know if that's just Burrow's prowess – the game plan and how they approached the Titans. I actually thought the Titans were going to win that game last week.
1: Baldy? Yeah. yeah. Well, it they was were, they were 2016. They had plenty of chances. They couldn't do it. The, 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 the whole key to the t- Titans team is Derrick Henry. So like this Lou on in Cincinnati is a great defensive coordinator. And I've never seen Cincinnati play run defense like that. Now it makes a difference. DJ reader was in there. Mike Hilton coming off the slide. Like, if Derrick Henry gets going and he's capable of getting going against this Eagles defense, they've had, they've had issues. And I don't know if Jordan Davis is going or not going here, Carl, because he does make a difference, but the Eagles, if, if Derrick Henry gets going the whole team, the whole thing changes, Like the defense is off the field. The defense plays a power game. They go through you. They don't go around you. They affect the game a lot more. Now they still haven't given up 21 points. And forever, you know, so they defensively, they're still keeping the score down. But to me, it's it's Derrick Henry. Can he get going against the Eagles? Because the Eagles have shown signs that they are not very good against the run. They got good pass rushers. You get to that situation. You got guys that can scream off the edge. They haven't shown that they can do that. And so to me, that's what it's going to come down to. If they keep Derrick Henry under 70 yards, uh, Eagles are going to win this game. But if he's up there 130, 140, 150, it's going to be a problem for the Eagles.
0: Yeah, it's a great point. Baldy, Um, all right. So the the idea, you just talked about this, and I I want to just rehash this a little bit. You know, Commander 7 and 5, you know, you talk about all these teams that are bunched up in the NFC, and you said stack wins. I totally agree with you. Like, these next five weeks, somebody's going to pop, right? Somebody's going to come out of that pack. Yeah. Based on what you've seen this season, is there a team you give an edge to Based on what we know, because I know we talk about up front and defensive lines and stoutness, and, you know, we just talked about the Lions and their ability to score and, and the offensive coordinator. Is there somebody you go, I would maybe give this team an edge to be the team to come out? I know everybody thinks Baldy is going to be Tampa because it's Brady. I don't necessarily feel that way. I, I, I don't just need- don't. I don't feel – I think it's going to be one of these other teams we've talked about.
1: Now, if you just look at Carolina last week, I mean, they're, look – What Dante Foreman does, if he gets 15 carries, he's getting you 100 plus. He's a monster. They run the ball. They've got a good, like, whoever takes the job, and I don't, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, you know, with the interim coach, but they've got pieces on that team. Yeah. Like Brian Burns and Derek Brown and Jeremy Chin, you know, JC Horn. I mean, they're really good players. The offensive line is solid. And so DJ Moore, like, they've got pieces there. And you go; they're not that far away. Could it start this year? Because, like the way Foreman ran the ball last week, he's got well over hundred yards in four of his last six games. But in all those games, he's got fifteen to twenty-five carries. And so Denver's got a good defense, and he he just he just creased them, you know. So, um, like, but my gut though says Detroit can still come out of this thing. Now I know Minnesota, you know, is out there and they're going to win the division, but. Like they could easily won Thanksgiving. Like they've got good, they've been drafting high, you know, got a lot of talented players and now they got a good scheme. So Detroit to me is a team I just keep my eye on. I like watching them play. Like they're not boring football, Carl. Like they're exciting to watch. They put a good product on the field. Now this Amon Ross St. Brown is he's not Cooper cup, but he does all the things that Cooper cup does. He's tough as could be. He blocks good. He's your clutch guy on third down. Like, if they get this number one pick out of Alabama going here down the stretch, and he becomes something, I don't know. Like, that team looked like they they could do something.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. Baldy, I know you're up against it. We got to get out of here, man, because uh, we always love uh, what you bring. Enjoy your work as always, brother. Thanks, bro. And uh, guys, thank you for checking us out in the huddle. We're going to be back next week. Listen, the countdown's on. Baldy's right. Every week, it's getting bigger and bigger as we get closer to the playoffs. And yeah. all these games count. I mean, every year I talk about, you know, this to listeners. Oh, well, that didn't count. Yeah, it counted earlier in the season, and it's going to count now, you know? Yeah. So all these games matter when you start talking about head-to-head matchups, uh, common opponents, all this stuff, because it's just so cluttered right now. And we got to see who rises to the top. Baldy. Looking forward to our visit next week, man. Thank you so much. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. Yeah, you guys enjoy the games. and We'll talk to you next week in the huddle.